It's good to be in the house of the Lord tonight, amen? Glad to be here where we can worship and praise God through the week. We set Wednesday night aside where we can gather together in his name. And I'm tell you, it's been a long time since I've been in the house of God. <laughs> it feels like it's been two years since I've seen y'all's beautiful faces. <laughs> but I'm glad to be back in God's house tonight. I'm glad that we can... If, if we can't come into his house, I'm glad he comes wherever we're at. Amen. I'm glad he's there to sup with us and to talk with us. And as I was sick, they had found some spots um, in my stomach and in my colon. And they'd done some biopsies. But praise be to God, all was clear. And um, nothing there that had to be worried. At first, she was a little concerned. But everything come back, pathology come back and said all was benign. So God is good. Amen. We can serve, know that we serve a living, risen Savior. And even though Satan comes to try to kill, steal, and destroy, we have a Savior that is there for us. Amen. I want you all to worship tonight with us. And as before we go into this worship part of the service, I want us to go into the Lord to prayer tonight. So if you would, let's all just pray to him. Let's stand to our feet and let's just all go to God in prayer. Heavenly Father, as we come to you tonight, God, we glorify you and we praise you for you are worthy of all praise. You are worthy of all honor. And God, we thank you that tonight we can come into your house. We can walk through your doors tonight, Father. And we can freely come to worship you. We can freely come to praise your glorious name. For you are worthy of all praise and all honor. You are the King of kings and the Lord of lords. And I glorify you and I praise you right now, God. That no matter what may be going on in our life, we can come to you, God, and you're right there. God, we glorify you tonight and we praise you praise you. We ask that you would be with the ones that has not been able to come to service. We ask that you would give strength to the ones that are homesick. God, we ask that you would give strength to the ones that are homebound. God, I just give you the glory and the praise because we know that you will show up and that you will show out. And God, I ask you tonight that for tonight's service, you do the same thing. That your anointing will show up and will show out tonight. And we give you the glory and the honor and praise in Jesus' name. And everyone says, y'all worship with Brother Roger tonight.
Now I think you can hear me. God is good, ain't he? I tell you what, I, I thank God for the many blessings that he blessed me with. I thank God for his peace that passes all understanding. And I tell you, the one thing that I want to do more than anything else in this world is win one more soul to the Lord. That's my goal in this life, to be able to do this. Amen. Jesus, he longs to be your Savior and Lord, he'll be your King, he'll be your friend, whatever you expect, he'll be
give God glory. Give God Hallelujah. And what makes it possible when we walk through that fire is that cross that Jesus died on. Amen. But he didn't stop at that cross. He went to a tomb and he rose again. Y'all worship with me as I sing, I believe in a hill called Mount Calvary. Praise you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. Technical issues. <laughs> Praise your mighty name, Jesus. Hallelujah. God is good. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise your mighty name, Jesus. Be right back. Technology is good when it works. <laughs> Amen. So we're just going to say thank God. He's good. Amen. He's good no matter what may come our way. But I'll just do this. We'll do it a cappella style. Let's see how that works. I believe in a hill called Mount Calvary. I believe whatever the cost and when time has surrendered and earth is no more i'll still cling to the old rugged cross Hallelujah, I believe in a hill called Mount Calvary. I believe whatever the cost and when time has surrendered, and earth is no more. I'll still cling to the old rugged 
Yes, glory be to God. Amen. Would you just give God a great hand clap of praise? Amen. Ain't God good? Amen. Glory be to God. Amen. Again, we greatly appreciate each one being here with us this afternoon. Thank you so much. Those that are in-house and those that are on live feed, thank you so much for being here. I greatly appreciate each one. Uh, just as a quick announcement, we've been uh, going through uh, making some changes on the website, making some changes behind the scenes on, a, on our uh, website and our live streams and things like that, trying to improve some areas, uh, testing some things before, it go, before we push it live so that uh, we can work out all the kinks because we want to make sure things go, do work out good. Uh, but we've got some things behind the scenes that we're working on, and it's uh, uh, everything up to this point. It's going to make things look a lot better, look a lot cleaner, and it's going to be it's going to run a lot smoother with some things. So, uh, stay tuned for that. Amen. Uh, if you tonight, if you have your Bibles, if you will turn with us to Second Timothy, chapter one. Second Timothy, chapter one. Over the last couple of weeks, we have talked about uh, we've talked about several things concerning keeping the blessings of God, and we've talked about how that God um, God wants to bless His children. Amen? Uh, so plain and simple, God wants to bless His children. Uh, I don't know about you, but uh, my child, I want to bless her. I want to punish her at times. Come on. Do I get a joy out of punishing? Sometimes. No, I'm kidding. No. No, y'all don't tell her I said that either. No. But I do it. Why? Because I love her. Amen? I, and, you know, she might not think it at that time, but I love her, therefore I punish her and keep try to keep her within the confines of where she needs to be. How many knows that God corrects His children? Amen? God corrects us. Why? Because God cares for us us amen and I believe that God has given God has given men and women uh, his children his his chosen mouthpieces I believe that God has given uh, direction whether it be a pastor a, a preacher evangelist a parent to a child I believe that God has given uh, his mouthpiece I believe that he has given direction, knowledge, and understanding of the directions to go to give to God's children, those that he's placed under the care of that particular person that he's chosen to be that mouthpiece. Why? It's not for a judgmental reason, but it is to bring correction, and it is to bring reproof, and it is to teach doctrine. I'm not talking about doctrine as found in this right here. As the Church of God Declaration of Faith or the Minutes, I'm talking about from the Word of God. Amen. I believe that the Declaration of Faith and our Minutes of the Church of God, I believe that they are aligned with the Word of God. But I've told y'all before, if they are not, we'll throw them to the side. Amen. Amen. And, and I believe that that's what we should do. Now, in all of those things... In all of those things, and you throw all sorts of issues, and you throw all sorts of chaos in the middle of that, whether it be a storm, as in uh, a tornado or a hurricane. I mean, my Lord and mercy, I, don't, I, I didn't go back and look at the statistics, but 
I don't know when the last time that Pale City, Alabama received a hurricane as we did just a few months ago. I don't know when the last time that was, but, you know, several has told me that is very unusual. Well, you know what? For me, as 42 years old, it was very, very unusual. A storm's not, but for hurricane weather, yeah, that was very unusual. It's very unusual for earthquakes to happen where they're happening. It's very unusual for, uh, for sicknesses to happen like it's happening, whether it be, uh, whether it be COVID-19 or it be uh, you go to the doctor and you get a diagnosis of cancer. You get a, you get a, a, a where they do some blood work and they say, oh, well, we, we need to further check something for possibility of something down the road, whether they say the C word cancer, they say lymphoma or leukemia, or they say all these other diseases. They've got Hodgkin's disease. They've got all of these things. You know what? That, that throws a monkey wrench in things in our lives. Amen? You know what else throws a monkey wrench in our lives? You're going down the road, you're... Man, I'm right on time for an appointment. You're going, on, you're, you're going down the road. You know, I left two minutes late, but you know what? I made it up because I <clears throat> went a mile or two over the speed limit, and boy, I'm going good right now. And all of a sudden, what happens? Your car goes dead, and it, that, that little check engine light flashes on. And How many knows what that, all that's called? It's called life. Jesus Christ came from heaven to earth to die on the cross for our sins. And he said that he came to do what? To give us life and give it more abundantly. That means the ups and the downs are going to become more abundantly. But the fact is, is God said that he was sending his son to give us a better way. We've been talking on Sunday mornings about the blessings of God. We've been talking on Sunday nights about uh, the book of Revelation. And I don't know about you, but you turn your TV on today and you're thinking, wow, I'm looking at the book of Revelation unfolding right before our eyes. It's been 20 years ago since I've done a true study in the book of Revelation and I taught it on several uh, uh, went several months of Wednesday nights. I taught uh, just the uh, one section. I taught just the letters and then there was another time I taught other things about the seals and broke it up. Not like we're doing now going from beginning to end but just different segments and then I was saying you know down the road sometime these things are going to happen and now I'm, as we're going through it I'm saying okay that happened yesterday. That's what sort you feel like doing. All of these things are happening and yet we still have we still have churches today or social gatherings you might as well call. You have churches today that they are they're doing everything they can to tickle your ears. Why? Because finances are down because of COVID nineteen and people are not there and they wanna get the they want to tickle ears to make sure people come back in and it's not really for souls to be saved. It's all about the pocketbook. Hello? I mean, these things are happening in the world we're living in. And people are scared. They don't know what's going to happen next. They don't know what tomorrow's going to bring. We're scared to, uh, to go out of our doors because we really don't know what's going to happen next. Gone to funerals, and I've preached funerals where past, their pastors could not be there because the pastor or the pastor's spouse, husband, wife, whatever the case was, 
was not, they was all, either one was sick and therefore I was doing the service for them. And I've done several of those where the pastor will give me uh, an out, you know, give me some tidbits and some ideas and say, uh, could you bring this verse out or could you bring this story? And, and I would do their church member's funeral. Why? Because a lot's happening. The last 18 months has been one thing after another after 12 more. But I want to, sh- I want to tell you something tonight, church, and I've, I've, I've alluded to this and alluded to this on several different occasions. But I'll re- read you a passage of Scripture. It's found in 2 Timothy chapter 1 and verse 7. And the Scripture says this. It says, For God gave us a spirit not of fear. Now, please understand. God did also give us a spirit or a mindset of common sense. However, some do not use it. I was looking for something. If, if somebody is sick, stay home. Hello? There's people that we haven't seen for several weeks and... What's 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 going on? I've had several. I've said some to ask me. Well, what's happening with so and so? What's happening with so and so? What's happening with Sister Amanda? She hadn't been here in a couple of weeks. Well, she just she left country and she's gone. Uh, she's <laughs> actually what happened was is uh, her and Brother Roger was over at a house working and she climbed up in the attic and was doing some thing and Brother Roger hammered the the attic shut and uh, you know no I'm kidding I'm kidding y'all I've not really told anybody that. Maybe. No, I'm kidding. But, you know, that, but here's the thing. H- how many weeks has it been? Okay, seven, seven, uh, six, seven weeks. Well, she should have been here. I mean, it. no, there's been, it's been sickness and then a recurring of sickness and then one thing other, after another. And here's the thing is we've got to use the mindsets And the common sense that God has given to us to do the right thing. If somebody over there is coughing real real bad, I'm not going over and going to hug up to them. If I'm coughing and have a productive cough, then I think that I need to to hang back and I need to do what I need to do to take care of me because I don't need to pass any. Is everybody understanding me? So I'm laying that down, and I know that I've talked about this a couple of times in the last 18 months, but 19, 20 months, whatever this has been, and I think that every once in a while we need to bring this back up, and we need to reevaluate, and we need to touch on this, because I don't want anyone to use COVID as just an excuse, but I do want us to use the right mindset, you're running a fever, stay home. But that's not what I'm talking about tonight. I'm talking about that God did not give us a spirit of fear, but God gave us a spirit of power and of love and of self-control. What God is trying to tell us is simply this. I don't have to be afraid of what the devil is. Look, I'm not, okay. Let me say this one time, and then I'm, gonna, I'm not going to say this no more because I don't want somebody bringing this back up. I know that I've talked about physical sickness several, several times. That I'm leaving this over to the side. Everybody knows where I stand on that. I hope. We've said it and said it and said it and said it. I'm, le- I'm setting this to the side. We got this. 
But God has not given us a spirit of fear, of fearing of what the devil is going to do. A fearing of what uh, what our uh, what our our brother or sister might do against us. There is so much going on today, and we need to hold each other up because the world outside of the church family is trying to tear down. Inside does not need to. Hello, inside does not need to. The devil's doing a good enough job. We have got to hold each other up. I do not need to be afraid of what the devil's going to throw at me. Why? Because God has got this. Amen. The devil can throw it and throw it. But guess what? God's standing in front of me. God is standing behind me. He's on the right side. He's on the left side. He's under my feet and he's above my head. Oh, well, the devil's supposed to be under my feet. No, I don't even want the devil touching the bottom of my shoes. Because the shoes that I've got on are unworthy for the devil to even touch. Why? Because the feet that is in them is the feet that is carrying the gospel of Jesus Christ. And the devil don't need to get no. Now what we've got to understand is I do not need to be afraid of what the devil is going to throw my way. Because God has got this. When, the, when things happen and things goes upside down and things goes inside out and all which away, guess what? It might have caught me by surprise, but it did not catch God by surprise. God already knew. Do you know how I know that? In the book of Jeremiah it says that I knew you before you was even formed in your mother's womb. If you don't think that God knows what's going to face us in the year of 2021 or the year of 2022, if you don't think that God don't know then where are you at because if God knew me way back when before I was a twinkle in my mom and dad's eyes then I think he knows what tomorrow's going to hold for David Andrew Lambert why because God has got this first we need to look at the situation that 2 Timothy chapter 1 is talking about the word fear is used one time in the Bible when you take a look at this in, the, in, 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 in its original translation, this is in the New Testament, so that is the Greek. And you go back and you take a look at this in the original, this is the only time this word fear, I know we translate it to fear, this is the only time that the Greek word is used in the Bible in this Yes, the word fear is written multiple times. But the English language is so complicated because we have one word that means a whole lot of stuff. Has any of the teenagers ever come up to you and said, Oh, that's so sick. I'm thinking, man, that's a bad thing. No, Brother Andy, that's a good thing. How's it a good thing to be sick? Y'all, they, they've had a lot of explaining to do. Go give somebody a Webster's Dictionary. But the bad thing is that some of these slang words and things like that is making it into the Webster's Dictionary, so i got to start walking around with one. But this word is translated actuality to mean... Oh, Brother Andy, you're changing the scriptures. No, 
this word fear, the actual translation of this word actually means timid. We have to understand that fear is a physical trait that humans are born with. The type of fear that is being talked in this particular verse is not fear on the physical sense, but this fear is only speaking in the spiritual sense. Paul is referring to the spiritual side of fear. We need to understand that the church world today has forgotten that we need to have a spiritual fear and reverence of God, but not of what the devil is going to throw your way. There needs to be a spiritual fear and a spiritual reverence for God, the house of God, the servants of God, but there does not need to be a fear of what the devil or what man can do to you. Because what the man think but man thinks is going to be the evil and throw it your way, God's going to take it and he's going to turn it into good. What the devil's going to throw at you and he means is evil, guess what? God's going to take it and if we're standing on the side of God and we've got God in our corner, God will take that and he'll turn it around for the good in our lives Come on now. what we've got to realize is there is a spirituality to the word of God does anybody know that boy that sort of sort of sound weird the Holy Spirit is the one that wrote this book that we call the Holy Bible there must be a spirituality when reading God's Word. We need to understand and realize that there needs to be a spirit of fear or reverence in the Word for God. Many have lost that. There are churches today that does not want God any part of the church service because God will interrupt the church service. Y'all, I've actually heard this on some of the forum groups that I'm a part of, this pastors and church leaders. I've actually heard this, and I've sat in a room with a bunch of pastors, and I've actually heard these words. I've actually heard, nope, the Holy Spirit does not have an opportunity to work in this particular time. I'm going to tell you something from the time I walk on the property Hours before anybody else comes on this property, the Holy Spirit is welcome to do whatever the Holy Spirit wants to do. Come on. And he don't even need me here. You ever heard the phrase, you're working in the job force, you ever heard the phrase, I've been told it on multiple occasions and I just laughed on the inside when I was told it. You do realize you're, you're, you're replaceable. I was 19 years old as assistant office manager at a doctor's office and the general manager called me in his office and he said, how in the world did we wind up with a young whippersnapper like you as the assistant office manager running this place? I said, I have no idea. He said, well, you're replaceable. 
Boy, I'm going to tell you something. I bit my tongue and it started bleeding. I just said, yes, sir, and I just walked on. Two short months, the doctor, the, the owner of the place showed him that he was replaceable. But the fact of the matter is, every one of us is replaceable. But we need not, under, not to think about that the Holy Spirit, He is not irreplaceable in our services. I don't care what anybody else does or what anybody else brings to the service. I don't care if you're the best musician or the best singer or if you're going to be the best drum player. If you are, we need to talk to you after a while. But what we need to understand is I don't care about any of that. We need the Holy Spirit of God in every service. Amen. I'm glad we have these things. Don't misunderstand me. And if Sister Deborah is watching this live feed, I hope she is. And I hope she's getting to feeling better. But I'm going to tell you something. Even she is. Now, no, I ain't going to go no further than that. <laughs> because, uh-uh. But what we've got to understand is God is not. Come on. The Holy Spirit is not. Come on now. We've got to realize God wants to be a part of the services. So let's take a look at another verse. It's not on the screen. We're going to just leave this one up there. But another verse that we could look at. Is found in Ecclesiastes chapter 12. Ecclesiastes chapter 12 and verse 13 and 14. 13 and 14 and it says this. Let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God. Keep His commandments. For this is the, the Bible says, the whole duty of man. Fear God. This word is translated the reverence of God. Fear God, reverence God, keep the commandments of God, for this is what God has called us to do. That's what the scripture says. For God shall bring every work into judgment, whether it, with every secret thing, whether it be good or whether it be evil, God is going to bring it into judgment. Now, church, I know that I have said this on an occasion the last several months. One of these days, God will let me preach a message that He ain't never let me preach is concerning the word judgment. People throw that word judgment around all the time. And what we need to understand is the word judgment is not pointing out what is bad. What judgment is not pointing out what is sin. That is not judgment, folks. If, if my daughter sets dish, dirty dishes in the sink, and she should have put those in the dishwasher, and I point out that there is dirty dishes that she just put in the sink, she should have put them in the dishwasher, that's not judgment. That's pointing out what she did wrong. When we point out that sin is sin and sin will hit, send you to hell, that is not judgment. 
Judgment is what God is going to do. Oh, but God is a God of love, and God will never do anything to harm me. Nope, he sure won't. We have done it to ourselves. I told somebody, and I guess I'm just going to use this quote because it just fits right in. But I told somebody just in the last three weeks, I said, consequences have actions. I'm here at the edge of this, of this step, this on this stage. If my next action, my next action was I'm just going to try to step and I fall down, my action brings consequences. What's the consequences? I might get carpet burned. I might get a broke arm. Whose fault is that? Well, it was those folks that built that stage. They should have built it longer. Nope, it was Brother Art's fault. Because he way back under, and it's my, it was his fault that I walked off of this. Nope. It was my dad's fault. He's two counties over. It was his fault. Nope. It was mine. Why? Because I did it. And what we've got to understand in all of these things, what, I'm, what am I bringing this up for? I'm bringing this up for God shall bring every work, everything we do. We need to know that God has not given us a spirit of timidness. God has not given us a spirit of fear. But God has given us power that is beyond our measure. And we need to utilize the power and the authority that God, the Son, Jesus Christ, the Son of God, gave us. Quit blaming the devil for everything. Come on, church. Let's go on. Every work, God is going to bring it into judgment. You think it's going to be kept secret? Whether it's good or whether it's evil, God is going to bring it into judgment. The word fear in Ecclesiastes chapter 12, as I just said, the word fear God, that scripture means reverence. Having a reverence for God does not mean that God is looking down with a bag of lightning bolts and is going to strike you dead just because you stripped up or stumbled. And it also does not mean that God has got a book somewhere at, like, like Santa Claus. Everybody says he's, he sees you when you're good and he sees you when you're bad and he's writing down all those good and bad things. You know what? God's got a book greater than Santa Claus. Come on now. Church, what we've got to realize and we've got to understand is not about being in a, in a book that's called a membership role book for a church. That's not what's going to get you into heaven. What gets you into heaven is be your name written in the Lamb's book of life. And that, God is not sitting there with an eraser saying, Oh, you trip, I'm erasing. 
That's not the God we serve. God's a God of grace and a God of mercy. But we've also got to realize that everything we do, God's judgment is going to be brought to that. To fully understand what 2 Timothy chapter 1 is going, the scripture we've got on the, st- on the screen, you've got to flip back a couple of pages and you've got to look at 1 Timothy chapter 1, starting in verse 12. Verse 12 says this, and I thank Jesus, I thank Christ Jesus our Lord who hath enabled me for, the, for that he, he counted me faithful, putting me into the ministry who before I was a blasphemer and a prosecutor and injurious, but I have obtained mercy because I, I did it ignorantly in unbelief. And the grace of our Lord was exceeding abundant with faith and love which is in Jesus Christ. This is the faithful, it says, and worthy of all acceptance that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners whom I was chief. Howbeit for this cause, I obtained mercy that in me first Jesus Christ might show forth all love so long suffering for a pattern to, to them which should hereafter believe on him to everlasting life. Now unto the King eternal, immortal, invisible, the only wise King, be honor, glory forever and ever. Amen. We now are able to understand that fear that Paul is talking about here in 2 Timothy chapter 1 and verse 7. Also tying it into 1 Timothy. 1 Timothy chapter 1 verses 12 through 17. We're now able to understand the feel, the fear that Paul is talking about. This timid, this timidity, timidness, timid. Over believing that God could save me from sin. We see this in Saul and then in Paul. 1 Timothy chapter 1. No worse a sinner could he be. But the Bible says that God is no respecter of persons. Acts chapter 10 and verse 34. What he's going to do for Saul, he'll do for you and I. What he does for somebody else, he's going to do for you. What he'll do for me, he'll do for you. Amen. What we've got to understand, if God will change Saul and save him and change him into Paul, it's not about changing my particular name from Andy to something else, but but he changed my name from a sinner to a saved sanctified, filled with the Holy Ghost, called to preach, child of the Most High God. Amen. That's what God's called us. We need to be timid about allowing God to use us. Too often believers are fearing. They have fear over using the gifts that God's called them to use. They fear of speaking up. They fear of being ridiculed, embarrassed, mocked criticized they fear of being opposed they fear of being abused you know what this type of fear is not uncommon it's seen throughout the world even in the land and the nation we're living in right now today but the question is are you going to stand up for God because if you're ashamed of God then God's going to be ashamed of you if you're not going to stand up for Jesus Christ the son of God then what makes you think he's going to 
The question is, how can we stand up when people mock and poke and make fun of? How can we stand up in the world we're living in because people mock, poke, and make fun of? Well, guess what? 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7. For God did not give us a spirit of timidness, meekness, quietness, shyness. Hello? Anybody with me? But God gave us a spirit. I love this. <laughs> God gave us a spirit of power. Acts chapter 1 verse 8 But you shall receive power After you're going to stand up And brush off everything No, but God says that you receive a spirit of power After the Holy Ghost has come upon you And you're going to be witnessing Oh, wait a minute, hold up Really? I was timid I was afraid I was shy To be a witness but Acts chapter 1 verse 8 says, But power shall come upon you after the Holy Ghost has come to you, and you shall be witnesses unto me in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria. In other words, in your backyard, in your down the street, around the street corner, in the grocery store, in the supermarket, and the restaurant down the road. God says, I'm what, you're going to be a witness on the workplace, at the, at the uh, family reunion. God says you're going to be a spirit, that you're going to be a witness for me in the other country. Country, wherever your foot lands, God wants you to be a witness. But he also says, God did not give us a spirit of timidness, but of power and of love. God give us a spirit of love. Found in John chapter 13, 34 and 35. A new commandment I give unto you that you shall love Yeah, I'm going to be honest with you. I love everybody I meet. There's some I don't like so much. There's a lot I love seeing come. There's a lot I love seeing them. But God told us that we've got to love. We have got to show the love of God wherever we go. Whether it be in the supermarket, the restaurant, Walmart. Wherever we're at, we must show the love of God. A new commandment I give unto you that you love one another. As God has loved you, that you also love one another by this mean, means, how is people going to know that you're a disciple? Let me give you a little secret. I don't tell nobody I said this, okay? I don't want this secret to really get out. But if you've got to run around and broadcast and put, has anybody ever seen them folks? Them folks in town out in front of, of uh, grocery stores and supermarkets or jewelry stores or whatever, and they got that sign and they spinning it. 
they spinning that thing around. That sign might say buy one, get one free, or 10% off, or whatever the case is. You ever seen those signs? If you've got to have a sign following you around that's pointing at you and says, this person's a Christian, let me let you on a secret. If you've got to go around telling everybody you're a Christian, let me let you in on a little secret. You might just not be a Christian. Because nowhere in Scripture, and if you find it, I'm going to issue a challenge. I'm issuing a challenge. In-house live feed, you watch the recording, you listen to the podcast. Later, I don't care. You text me at 2 o'clock in the morning. I'm forwarding that text to... No, I'm kidding. I don't care what time of the day or night it is. You find the scriptures that tells that, that says something, what I'm fixing to say. I want you to show it to me. I don't believe... Anywhere from Genesis to Revelation that it says, Thou shalt broadcast that you're a Christian so that all men shall know you're a Christian. I don't think it says that. Hello? I don't think it says that in one way, shape, form, or fashion. But you know what I do, do believe it says? By this, you don't believe me. John chapter 13 and verse 35. By this shall all men know that you are my disciple. By this shall all know you are my disciple. It ain't spinning a sign. It ain't going out and buying a billboard on the street that's pointing an arrow to your house. It is not having somebody go before you and telling everybody around, I am a Christian. Nope. But what it is, it is doing is this. It is, by this, all men shall know you're my disciple if you have love one for another. Let me tell you something, church. There's Pope, there has folks What you got to understand is this. There is folks that will ridicule you, mock you, spiritually and physically slap you. Brother Andy, people don't do that. I have been... In March will be seven years I've been the pastor of this church. Wayne, how long have you been coming to this church? Half of that time. 
And he can tell you, you can ask him afterwards, how many times that we've had to, I guess the poli- we're just going to be very, very G-rated and polite here. How many times we've had to ask folks to leave this property because they're not reverencing God. I'm just going, I'll just leave it at that. If you could, look, I can't tell you how many times that I've had to run them off of the property down at the house. I can't tell you how many times, just this week, somebody was right back in here. And look, if you own this property after dark, unless you live in that house, you, you generally you up to no good. Hello? Unless you're, unless you're allowed to be on the property after dark, generally you're not up to any good. Oh, but that's just, it's okay. No, that is not showing reverence to God. That's all that is. Hello? What we've got to understand is being ugly to those people, that ain't the thing to do. I'll never forget it. There was one who knocked on the, on the window of the door. I, I'm, I'm going to tell you the G version, okay? okay? He knocked on the window. He told them, he said, would you just take a look at that camera right there? The pastor wants to wave at you. He's saying hello to you from the camera. Oh, by the way, Sunday school is Sunday morning at 945 and worship is 11. We'd love to see you. He turned around walked away. Y'all don't think he didn't do it? Ask him after church. We're going to show the love of God no matter what. I've had people to get in my face. We'll just leave it at that. And not in a good way. We must show the love of God. Hello? Now, y'all hearing all that, now watch this. How is people going to know that you are my disciple when you show the love of God to those that have not shown reverence to God? Those that ridicule and mock you as a child of God. Those that get angry and spit in your face because you're a child of God. When they do that and you show the love of God to them, now... You're getting somewhere. Last. God did not give us a spirit of timidness, fear, but of power, love, a sound mind, and self-control. Romans chapter 8. Romans chapter 8, starting in verse 5. For they that are after the flesh. Y'all hear that? Ooh, I'm in the spirit. You still fleshly. You don't believe me? I don't know about you, but if I miss a meal, my tummy starts going. It ain't that it ain't that soft rumble. It's a it's an actual tiger. It goes. Rawr. 
it starts. That's how, look. You don't believe that you ain't in the flesh? If your tummy don't ever do that, then pinch your spouse. See if you don't, if you don't figure out you in the flesh. We're fleshly bodies. Did y'all know that? We're flesh. Romans 8, 5. I'm hurrying, I promise. For they that are after the flesh... Do the things of the flesh. But they that are after the Spirit do the things of the Spirit. What's the Scripture says? What's the Scripture say? It says, the Spirit is what? Willing. But the flesh is what? But what does the other scripture say? In my weakness, he is strong. The scripture goes on and say, says here in Romans chapter 8, for to be carnally minded, by the way, that's flesh if y'all didn't know that. For to be carnally minded is death. When you're following and chasing the things of carnality, that's death. But when you're going after the spiritual mindedness of God, that's life and peace. But wait a minute. I, I'm flesh and therefore my fleshly body likes things to eat. Well, you know what? Mine does too. And the Bible tells us this. If the birds don't have to worry about where their food's coming from, God's going to take care of them. God's going to take care of us. Now, don't misunderstand me. That does not mean that you can just sit there and, you know, I've seen, I'm not going to do this because there ain't no way I can get up. But I've seen these folks, they'll get down in the middle of the floor, and there ain't nothing wrong with getting in the middle of the floor and crossing your I can't get up. They'll do that and they'll just, they'll, they'll do their fingers like something like that and they'll just go and hum. Now, look, if you've got to, if you've got to do that to get, get your mind in a good place, you go right ahead and do it. But if you're going to do that and say that God's going to bring food to you, You know what God did for the children of Israel in the wilderness? He put manna on the ground outside. And what did He tell them to do? He said, you got to get up off of the lazy, out of the lazy recliner and go out and pick the food. Come on now. God knows we've got to eat. God knows that we've got to sleep. And God knows that we've got to take a bath. But God also knows that we need to dig into the Word of God. Come on, church. The carnal mind, that's the fleshly. Hello? The carnal, fleshly mind is enmity against God. Because the carnal mind is not subject to the law of God. Neither, indeed, can be. Church, it's high time that we quit running after the things of the flesh 
and start getting a hold of God. Would you bow your heads and would you pray with us? Dear Heavenly Father, guys, we come to you today. want to thank you again for blessing us. Thank you again for giving us this great opportunity to be in your house and worship you. Father, I pray that as your word has gone forth, I pray, Father, that God, that it would be planted as a seed in our lives and that people would get, people would grab a hold of that seed that it would produce good fruit, that you would get the glory and you would get the honor. In Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen. Live feed, thank you so much for being with us. Continue to visit our website at cvcog.church for more information concerning things at the church. Live feed option, online giving, and so much more. May the good Lord bless you as our prayer. Thank you so much for being with us. May God bless you. Amen and amen.